This is the city. Los Angeles, California. Oh, wait. Is this thing on? This is Big Green. Stand corrected. I also stand here with my brother and partner in Big Green, Mr. Matt Perry. Yes, Matt will be with us today for the third show in a row. We will be talking about, but not with, our cousin Rick Perry, governor of Texas presidential candidate and and there's a third thing I can't remember what it is we'll also be hearing a new recording by Big Green stick around episode 4 straight ahead yeah Yes, here we are again for another episode of This is Big Green. Today, in Below the Music, we'll be looking at the song, I Hate Your Face, a Big Green number from many years ago. We'll also be revisiting an old Big Green favorite, Grandfather's War. Something like a Calliope Waltz, except meaner. Cousin Rick couldn't make it this month. He's too busy on the campaign trail. But last month, he stopped by the studio, and we recorded a little duet, a new song of his. It's very evocative of his current situation. Hope you enjoy this. This is Cousin Rick and myself. A little song about Ben Romney. You all ready to take it away? Uh-huh. Go ahead, Cousin. Hello, I'm Rick Perry The other name for Mitt is shit The other word for Romney is how many times is he gonna change his mind His religion is a strange one, it's from Pluto or Mars Governed a commie state, pro-abortion, and anti-stars and bars. Well, the older name for Mitt is shit. The other word for Willard is a, let's see, I think it's some kind of lizard. How do you think you win against Obama? If he was dancing in her pajamas Well, the other name for Mitt is shit The other word 
Cousin Rick, that was awesome. This has been the most awesome day. Very beautiful, very beautiful. Thank you, cousin. Thank you, cousin. To Cousin Smith. From Cousin Smith with the compliments of Our Cousin Perry. Oh, I'm sure he would. How do you know that? Well, I made you rest because blood is thicker than water. And Zachary and I are cousins. He stole Adam Allen's fortune. Well, we're here with Mr. Matt Perry. (laughs) Matt Perry of Big Green. It's like I'm in every episode of the show, so I could still be special guest star somehow. It's just like Jonathan Harris. Yeah. On Lost in Space. I'm very much like him. Yes. I have similar trousers. Matt, I believe you have something to read for us. Yes, we have more mail from the internets. It seems like they never leave us alone now, now that we know we're available. Well, it's always good to hear from our fan base. Will you say that now, but wait till you hear this one. Oh. Big Green seems to have a thing for war songs. Grandfather's War, How About the War, World War Two, Wrap-Up World War One, War, War, War... Why so much war? Do we have a song called War, War, War? War, 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 yeah. Uh, let me continue here. Uh, do you hate war? Are you stinking paf- pacifists? I don't think we're stinking. Not necessarily. If my pappy hadn't fought in World War Two, you'd all be using chopsticks to eat your wiener schnitzels. Plural, I guess. That song, Grandfather's War, really galls me. And if there's something unethical about machine gunning some enemy encampment, fuck you and the commie tank you rode in on. Signed, Nobody. Mr. Nobody. It seems like they want to be anonymous. I would say so. Sounds rather anonymous to me. So, although the... the, um gist of the complaint seems to be rather general in the beginning he does zero in on your song joe grandfather's war yes i feel rather singled out by that piece of email so perhaps you could uh tell us a little bit about what the hell you're talking about in that song well the allusions in grandfather's war are rather complex and dense i don't know if i want to get into every multi-layered complexity okay show's over Oh, oh. <laughs> well, perhaps just the line that he he. Yeah, that's the one. La la la. Back in the summer of 1914, it seemed like a big parade. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So he seems to. Uh, Pick on that one line you have about machine gunning. Oh yes, After the neighbor's the home. This grandfather told of this friend he made at the Somme. Who one, one day, day machine gunned some great wooden thing. Yeah, didn't you pick up that line from when we were doing the the <laughs> background talking? 
you know, the kind of bar room. It was a great wooden thing. No, it was that was actually we already had that line. Oh, you did. And then we were we were augmenting the recording with. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that, but I thought that. When, I thought you lifted the um, great wooden thing from the background talk that we did before that. Really? No. We got that from someplace else. I'm trying to think of where. It was some... Um, I don't remember. It was kind of a Monty Python. Like that was too long ago. That's the problem. So long ago. It's far be- before my grandfather's war. Well, perhaps we should pull out from uh, Grandfather's War and just talk generally about why there are so many war songs. Well, there are so many war songs because there are so many wars, you see. That's true, and we are a member of the Empire. Yes, the Empire of the Drones. There's all the songs that he didn't mention that have kind of that ring of war. Yes, there's war songs. There's all kinds of war songs. There's the Goodbye Empire song. Yes, there was that. There's uh, the um, that Christmas song that goes... Uh, Merry Christmas, children? No, not that one so much. Mm. I don't think that has to do with war. So you just want to make everything a war now. Yes. No, uh, it's the, the um, Merry Christmas to Henry Henry K. Oh, yeah, right. And Dickie N. Yes. Um, That's about Vietnam Christmas bombings and No, Christmas such. bombing. That's what it is, yeah. And then there's, uh, yeah. Lit us up. 10,000 degrees. Very cheery. Merry Christmas to Henry K. Merry Christmas from Dickie N. It's Christmas bombing, the jungle's burning again. Yeah, that's the one. That'd be the one, Joe. It's another waltz. Yeah, it's a lot of... We're full of waltzes here! (laughs) I don't know why! Yeah, it's funny that we we go to the waltz for our ger- for our German. <laughs> what a giveaway! <laughs> what a giveaway! We go to waltz for that Germany. <laughs> no, I I don't know why. It just the waltz seems to come out right for that sort of. Song. Of course, we did um, we did Harry gave him hell at Hiroshima. I, which that's the one I was trying to remember. It isn't a waltz. That one no, isn't that a waltz. Isn't. But no, a lot of these aren't waltzes. How about the war isn't a waltz either? That's right. It's a rocker. It's a rocker. And that wasn't really about war. That was about, you know, them in South Africa finally allowing Nelson Mandela to leave prison when he was so very old. (laughs) It's like, as soon as he gets out, I imagine them saying to him, well, how about the war now, old man? Yeah. So that's what... Put him up. (laughs) Let's have it out. Yeah, Yeah, right. Let's have it out. Yep. How about... We have a lot of war songs. Yes, we're we're in a fighting mood. That's why fighting. Neither one of us <laughs> served. <laughs> you can tell. No, we never served. Well, Matt did register for the draft. Yeah, I did. I was of the rare generation that never had to register for the draft or be submitted to the draft. It was college boy. Yes, it was. 
I came of age between 1975, which when they discontinued the Vietnam draft, and 1980 when they instituted the um, pre-Reagan draft. He um, didn't even need five deferments. That's right. I had my own built-in Dick Cheney. <laughs> so you were Which in, is kind of like having a second ass. You were enjoying the peace dividend. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Very no, much. There was a rare, peaceful time. <laughs> it was Indeed. a couple years without, without a war there. It was the peaceful bliss of the Ford administration. Just kinda, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, the empire was jogging along, of course, at full speed. But <laughs> well, it was kind of sputtering. But they weren't they weren't throwing too many American boys into the fire. <laughs> no, not at that point. No, no need. No need. No plenty need. Of, plenty of colonials. Yes, yes, yes. We can always let the... <laughs> That's how he gave him hell, for those of you who don't remember it. <laughs> Which is just about everyone in the universe. <laughs> we, will do a, we will do a legible recording of it. I know it. <laughs> I know it. So um, we're kind of losing the thread of our segment, Joe. We're supposed to talk about a song, and then we play the song. Okay, Joe, the song. Yes, this is Below the Music. So why don't we go back to Grandfather's War, the one that you shut down the conversation on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll just... T- <laughs> He's turning into <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. That, oh, yeah. That really is. Or Richard Thomas. I mean, it's Richard. Richard. <laughs> Yeah, you take this book and you burn this book. (laughs) 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 We're getting too obscure for our dwindling audience by now. Where Where is my banjo? Um, yes. Um, Grandfather's War. Well, Grandfather's War. We recorded at um, the the last version recorded. The version we'll play here. It was recorded at uh, Bob Aquaviva's studio in Utica, um, of Mere Mortals fame. Yeah, was that called Ock Rock? It was called Ock Rock. And, uh, we did it with Tony Butera. Tony Butera on guitar, and uh, some machine on drums. Because <laughs> it was a drum machine. It was Drumbo. <laughs> Drumbo. Yes, Drumbo was helping us once again. Anyway. Very fine song. <laughs> he would say that. It's one of his. <laughs> yes, yes, right. I had nothing to do with it. Except yes, quite. Um, anyway, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> one statistical
Now it's time for the segment we call I'm Only Going to Say This Once. Whoa! No! <laughs> oh. That's our political rant segment. Matt, what would you like to talk about this evening? I'd like to talk about what's in the news, Joe. What What is in the news? Oh, um, well, let's see. More Republican debates, people being blown up by drones, um... Oh, yeah, that terrible... Debates being blown up by drones. <laughs> yeah, that didn't quite happen. A terrible wild animal thing in Ohio. Oh, there yeah. was the wild animal thing, yeah. Um, that reminded me of when our cousin had um, that job with that private zoo up north back in the days before they regulated those things a little bit more. Yeah, that was, a, was that a game firm? It's kind of like a game firm, but they had... Kind of travesty... <laughs> They had, yeah, they had some... Didn't they have, like, mink and... They had bears. Bears. Yeah. And they had some other... Oh, was it a fur farm or something? Why did they have mink? I think it was actually... I think it was actually a a, a zoo. It was like a private oh, they, zoo. Was it kind of circus-like? It seems like they had the bear perform or something horrible yeah. like that. Yeah, it was horrible. Some great, it's, it's kind of like that thing in Ohio. I mean, ritualized guy, animal cruelty. Yeah, that guy in Ohio was, um, he was running a little, you know. Private zoo. Private zoo. People would come and check it out, and they'd, they'd do tri- the bears would do tricks. Oh, Jesus. Yes. And he had like a dozen Bengal tigers. Yeah. Or something like that. All which had to be, had to be uh, put down, shall we say? Yeah, because. Rather violently. Yeah, because apparently they don't have access to um, people who know how to handle game. I I don't know. I mean, how is it that you get around to having such a permissive regulatory environment in a state where you can buy tigers and lions and not have the resources to, like, you know, control them? And so we've got a reasonable way. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Well, it sounds like a libertarian um, Sounds like a libertarian Valhalla. paradise. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't think of the word paradise, apparently. All I could think of was Valhalla. Valhalla. <laughs> Valhalla. Nobody talks about Valhalla. Hala, 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 hala. Hana, hana, hana. Except for you, who talks about it too much. <laughs> get stuck on the word. The words. <laughs> the words. <laughs> you get stuck on the words. <laughs> So, Joe, did you hear any of the Republican debate? I mean, there's been a thousand of them. Did you hear any of the last one? Well, that's the thing that's most confusing to me. See if you can explain this to me. So far, we've had three frontrunners. Well, one sort of perennial presupposed frontrunner named Mitt Romney. But he's never really been definitely ahead of anyone. Um, Then there's Cousin Rick. Then there's Cousin Rick, of course, who came in strong. And then sort of... Um, uh, did he? Peaked, was, he was he strong this time? Away. He wasn't, like, tripping over his tongue? Oh, he was very... Um, he, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was um, He was very pugnacious this time. 
and he was not very nice to Mr. Mitt Romney. I heard uh, Mitt Romney put his like hand on his shoulder or something. Yeah, he did, and they made a big deal out of it. But you know what? They make a big deal out of everything. Yeah, and that's, what else is there to do? It, well, talk about the issues? We don't want to do that. <laughs> well, with that, with that crew, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> so did the audience have anything to, inappropriate to cheer about this time? <laughs> I think they did, but I didn't see a lot of... I didn't see a lot of that, but, but the thing that the thing that confuses me is that you've got this. It's kind of like what they did in two thousand and four when Howard Dean was like the presumptive front runner, and they they talked about that incessantly until people voted, and then <laughs> and then it didn't work out that way. But it's like no one has voted, and yet there's already been three front runners. <laughs> Now there's a third one. There's the, you know... Hyman Kane. Hyman. Hyman? <laughs> <laughs> Not that Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting race, though. <laughs> they actually bring out Frankenstein's monster. For <laughs> <laughs> the trouble is you just couldn't tell him from Romney. <laughs> no, Romney's very handsome. He's extremely He's handsome. pretty handsome, pretty handsome. He's handsome, pretty handsome. So who the hell... And how's Ron Paul doing? Ron Paul, I think, has a steady undercurrent of support. Yeah. Just like last time. always there. Just yeah. like last time. Yep. He's good to uh, kind of throw a monkey wrench yeah, he every only, once in a while. He only gets the funny looks when he talks about the war. Yeah, I know. I think I mentioned the war once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I actually didn't watch this last debate. I I haven't watched any of them. I, I've seen clips. I've heard clips on radios and podcasts. I saw the first one that. Um, well, I actually watched it while it was on the first one that that cousin Perry was in, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't stay with it for very long. I was that the was that the everybody claps at the executions one. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. He did well. <laughs> cousin <Not>. Rick <laughs> did so well. Nah. nah. Well, okay. I think we covered enough of that horrible debate. Yes. Uh, which, <laughs> by saying, <laughs> which is another way of saying that we didn't cover it at all. <laughs> Neither one of us watched it. I know. <laughs> Talk about bad. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said. Enough said. And everything else in the news is... Oh. Well, Qaddafi got killed. Oh, you're kidding. I didn't know that. No, he was killed. Wow. He was hit in an airstrike, and I'm sure by the time this airs, people will know much more about this. Oh, so NATO killed him. Well, they wounded him, and then I think... They killed him on the ground? Yeah, the folks on the ground killed him. Yeah. They showed him being carried away. And uh, looked like a... One of those um, cell phone videos. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like... And then they showed his... Does <laughs> it remind me of, like, <laughs> Caligula's... <laughs> no. Yes, this, he definitely this, is dead. <laughs> yeah. This, 
<laughs> well, no, in the massacres that would take place, you know, in the Roman Empire, when when there was a changing of of, uh, of emperors, you know, everybody everybody'd get their throats slit and like carried away, and it was great. I was like, you see all the dead people on the Senate steps. It's like all the supporters of that uh, emperor are all slaughtered all over the place. And yeah, it's not so different. It's up now. It's all televised. I met this guy. Cell phone technology. I met this guy from Nigeria a number of years ago, and he was um, he was in oh, yeah, kind of a him. prominent family. He actually had he had relatives <clears throat> in you know basically in the village hierarchy, and then one was in the military, and one was you know in in, in another part of government. And he described how. When there'd be a coup, and there were frequent coups in Nigeria up until uh, up and in relatively re- recent years, they would every all the officers would kind of like freeze because <laughs> they'd be, you know, they'd be like freeze. Right, not really sure which they'd way wait, to turn. They'd wait until you know they knew exactly what was going to happen, where it was yeah. going to come down, and then they'd you know, let it all because they'd have purges and stuff. So yeah, that's it's very similar. It's a similar dynamic. Yeah. But that's kind of what happened in Libya. I mean, it was it was pretty hideous. I, I saw some. It was. I saw some cell phone video of it. You know, I mean, not that I'm a, I'm not a big fan of Omar Gaddafi, but I mean, he doesn't. Nobody deserves to be killed. Well, I thought the whole right when they're. When I they're thought that they wanted to bring him to trial. Wasn't <laughs> whatever happened to bring people to trial? Yeah, you know, nobody well, even like play, pays that lip service anymore. It's just like. You just want to, like, assassinate everybody. Uh, just kill them. <laughs> kill them anyway, you can. Yeah, you'd think, uh, you'd think trial it's, would be a little bit great. more effective, yeah. That's like the old days. I was just reading some British history, which sounded just like this, back in the year 10,000. I, I think there's something fundamentally about putting leaders on trial that they don't like. And I think they, I think they feel like if it can happen to one, it'll happen to others. You know. Yeah, they'd rather see. Kind of hard to. They'd rather see the Mussolini treatment. Yeah, it's hard. It's harder to perpetuate the double standard of you know. Well, we can't ever go on trial, but those guys can. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we do. We're civilized. Well, he, see, we have he a suit. killed people. He was like wearing some kind of crazy garb. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. He dropped he bombs de- on people. He deserved to die just because of his fashion sense. We've got a million legs to stand on. We do. Yes. Well, that was thoroughly depressing. Is there anything cheery in the news, Joe? Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. How's the perpetual war in Afghanistan going? It's going and going and going. Have we succeeded in completely destabilizing Pakistan? Very nearly. Very nearly. <laughs> that was a great idea. I keep thinking Cambodia when I hear about Pakistan. It's just, it's always, you know, they have the, they have sanctuaries in Pakistan. I've heard this before. That's what they said about Cambodia. (laughs) 
Yeah, except Cambodia didn't have nuclear weapons. Right. <laughs> it just had the equivalent of nuclear weapons dropped on it. That's all. Yeah, well, that's for sure. They certainly made a cheese out of that place. Yeah, that in Laos. Yeah, well, what do you expect? With a name like Laos, Joe, <laughs> you're going to get destroyed. You're totally destroyed. Think, yes. think better about how you name your country, folks. That's right. Next time. <laughs> Be more careful. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Well, I think we pretty much covered the, the entire paper. Yes, I'd say that was... We've officially been declared lame. <laughs> <laughs> By ourselves. Coming to town! A latter-day Frankie! He's not a clown! Don't you remember that Woody Allen movie where he's, he's like... He's playing... Is he a Leonard of, Dave Frankie? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Lost in a world of make-believe. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Who would have expected that? The What's track. the matter with you? Well, the place looks wonderful from here. Okay, Frankie. Okay, a band then. of Latter-day Frankies here. We got a band of Latter-day Frankies. First, kind of- Frankie Joe. Frankie Joe. We're changing our name to the Frankies. The Frankie Joes. We tried that big green crap. It didn't work. Didn't work. So now we're the Curly Joes. It didn't work with the damn. <laughs> now we're the Frankie Joes. I'm Frankie Joe. He's Frankie Mac. Take it away, Frankie Mac. Well, it looks wonderful. Everything does. When you're Frankie Joe and Frankie Matt. Frankie Joe and Frankie that. Hey. <laughs> you're just going to supply the hey. I'll just do the hey and the. <laughs> and there'll be a lot of those. I'll do a couple of Kushnigger. Uh, don't we have to, like, introduce a song? Well, yes, we do have to introduce a song. <laughs> was, there, was there a plan? This is the segment we call Beneath the Music. Oh, it is? I thought we weren't going to talk about a song because we just talked about one last time we were at these microphones. Yes, we're going to talk about a song. We're going to talk about a song called I Hate Your Face. Oh, dear. I was afraid you were going to say that. There's a story behind every song. And what is the story behind that song, Joe? This is one more. I think you were away when that song was first created. Was I away? I think you were playing in a Vulcan wedding band. Oh, yes. Hot as Vulcan, that's what they say. Yes, now I know what that term means. (laughs) Now I know what that television term means that I just made up. (laughs) That old saying, it's minutes old. It is. That same old song and that same old feeling. The feeling of the song, that the feeling of the song is feelings. Hey, Frankie Metz got a frog in his throat. It's Frankie Frog. I'm spitting up. <laughs> I'm spitting up now. I really do have a frog in my throat. <coughs> ribbit. Ribbit. You know, frogs don't say ribbit, at least not in this country. No, they never do. So, Matt. Matt, Matt, tell me. One frog seems to play the banjo with its call, Joe. Does it play with his toes? It's Mr. Pluck and Mr. Pick. How does he play the banjo with webbed feet? (laughs) It seems impossible, Matt. He plays it with his hands, Joe. 
Perhaps he plays it when he's small. <laughs> he plays it when he's a tadpole. <laughs> That's why there's a song about a tadpole. I was a tadpole once. No, 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 no. no. He wore a pollywog. Oh, yes. And I was a lungfish. I was a tad small. I was a lungfish. Well, okay, so what was the idea behind a hit? Your face, and was it personal? Well, that's a very good question, and I was going to ask you the very same question. And so you should, James. Sh- so you should. The um, the thing I remember about I Hate Your Face is that we used to play it live quite often. Yeah, we did, because it was easy. Very easy. And it was fast-paced, except for the middle part, which kind of slowed down to halftime. It was a proto-punk song. Halftime. Yes, it, w- it was my answer to the to the punk songs of the day. Well, it's Matt's answer to the angry young men of the yeah. day. Which, as, as usual, took place like 10 years after <laughs> the, the punk period. So I was answering a bit late. Matt was mocking 10 years after. But but now, it's, <laughs> now it seems seems early now. Or timely. Yeah. It does. It does. It's come back because the 80s are back. Are they? Yes. They're back again. We, In see, fact, we they st- never left. We still don't fit. We still don't fit. <laughs> Come Why on, Joe. Don't I fit in? <laughs> You're no tears for fears guy, Joe. Wait a minute. <laughs> I got this. Why am I such a misfit? I, I am, am not such, such a, a nitwit. You, you can't, can't fire, fire me. me. I, quit. I quit. Hey, that's like what the boss would say. That's right. To the other boss. No, he'd say that to the chairman of the board. That's right. He was the chairman of the board. What am I talking about? It's Springsteen who's the boss. What Who's this the boss? Matter with me? Who's this Springsteen fella? <laughs> We're talking about the chairman. The chairman of the board. The chairman of the board wouldn't even let the, the boss into the building. He wouldn't let him have any of his <laughs> leftover martinis. He so, wouldn't have let him in on the keeper. So, so what was Dean? Was he the dean? <laughs> he was was Dino Dino's. the the dean? <laughs> he may well have been. He was the he was the professor. <laughs> they no, called that, that was Joey Bishop. <laughs> he was the professor. Okay. No, that, no. Wait a minute. Who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Not, not Sammy I'm Davis Jr. Potato chip. I'm Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear it. No, wait. I was so high one time that I thought I was Sammy Davis Jr. I, I thought it was once, too. Yeah. How could we both be Sammy Davis Jr.? Well, because one of us joked about it, and one of us actually was. I remember in our favorite... I'm tel- Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> there was another wonderful 60s television show called The Mod Squad, in which Sammy Davis Jr. would always show up, and of course he would be... He would remember Link when he was a little kid, because yeah. Link was the other African I remember you when you were just this tall. <laughs> You didn't want to have him remembering any of the white characters. Yeah, right. So. Okay, man. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. the white characters just knew guys named Rusty. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's right. Leslie Nielsen's finest role <laughs> is playing now Pete ain't Cochran's. No old pal here, <laughs> Pete Cochran's <laughs> erstwhile yeah. chauffeur, I guess. Was it was he like the chauffeur? I know. It was. It was like a, Pete Cochran was from Beverly Hills. That's right. And he had kind of like a he had kind of a camp. He didn't leave that life of solid comfort. He yeah. got kicked out. It's almost like he was like um 
quasi-mentor. Yeah, except there was no old <laughs> chum here. He it's was like quasi-moto, except quasi-mentor. He was going to let Pete have it. Yeah, he was. But then luckily, Captain Greer shot him to death. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go out there, you'll never make it. <laughs> and we all learned something. Take my chances. <laughs> like I always have. I always have. <laughs> Poor Leslie Nielsen. He had a hard time in the 60s. Somewhere between uh, Forbidden Planet and uh, <laughs> an airplane. <laughs> and perpetual making fun of yourself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was in an episode of uh, The Fugitive, too. At least one. Yeah. When he, was he was in serious. the Big Valley. Are you kidding? Yeah, he was in the Big Valley. He played that guy that was in that town oh. that uh, that Heath got stuck in. That had like he was in charge of this group of crazy people. And uh, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's all good. Diamond stick pin. <laughs> yeah, that was really <laughs> freaking terrible. That had the guy that played. Uh, Look it up. It's on YouTube somewhere. I'm sure. That had uh, what's his name in it too. And I'm starting to front sound like. My father, who would say that. Oh, he was with. (laughs) He'd never be able to remember anyone, any actor's name in a movie, and he he would just say, "Oh, that's." Oh, he was in with. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. So we knew exactly who he was talking about. (laughs) Yes, we did. So we've, as usual, wandered a bit from. (laughs) Well, we've wandered a bit. I hate your face. Which, I really, you know, it was a long time ago yes. that I wrote the lyric for that, and um, I think I was just playing, and I'm not really sure what I drew from. So this isn't very telling, is it? Well, I guess I really have to think about a song before I start talking about what it was derived from. Well, it sounds like a song that was, uh, you know, written from, sort of wrenched from someone's childhood. Do we have the lyric sheet around here? I might be able to... I could tell you what the lyrics are. Okay. Why don't you say them God. Like, a, like a beat poem? God, I hate your convulsive face. Yuck. Four sixteen a million. Your annoying face. Sing it like Frankie Joe. Has got me sick. And I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I made a big mistake. Hey, 64 million. <laughs> well, the place looks wonderful from here. I know, you can't do it. <laughs> the, the, the cover of Frankie couldn't do. <laughs> if we were... To call the next album the covers that Frankie could never do. <laughs> we'll never be the Frankies. We never will. We never will. You no. don't. <laughs> Yeah, we should just talk about Star Trek Joe. Well, that might be a good idea. Because you're more of a Star Trek Joe than a Frankie Joe any day. Well, you know, I hate your face. Wonderful song. We will play it. But Star Trek, terrible show. Terrible. The acting was terrible. The writing was terrible. Quit making fun of it, Joe. They did the best they could. Yes. It was early days, Joe. It was very early days. They were still heady with thoughts of JFK and... The moon, <laughs> which <laughs> we, the hadn't moon. Gotten, we hadn't gotten to yet. <laughs> we hadn't gotten to the moon yet. No, it's uh, yes. You know, yeah, well, I, I actually have better. I have more appreciation for 
the uh, acting abilities of the people on Star Trek after I saw the fan fiction. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw the the Jack the Ripper episode of the old Star Trek the other day, and uh, it was one of the stupidest things. It was hilarious. All the acting was terrible. There's Chapel, what in the devil? <laughs> no, and, and I thought, you know, they had one huge flaw. Here they had an entity that that derived strength from fear. And what, And it would kill somebody in like a second. I mean, how much how much energy did it garner from that? I mean, I would think about a second's worth because, you know, there's a woman standing there and then he knifes her to death in like a split second. And so, I mean, you don't get that much fear. Why didn't he just go to like scary movies or something and then kind of feed off the fear of the audience at the scary movie? You're trying to make sense of that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And it's a lost cause. Otherwise, he wouldn't be Jack the Ripper. Rajak, 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 Rajak. Ah, 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 ah. Well, you know what we didn't say when we were talking about the Dino song is that's from that show we got the line, they they all died horribly in searing pain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. so, it came from that it. show. Yeah, when I saw that show, I thought, oh, my God, that's where the searing pain line came from. You all die horribly in searing pain. Searing pain. Yes. Yeah, that was terrifying. And then, yeah, Sulu says, Whoever he is, (laughs) he he sure talks gloomy. (laughs) And he also, Sulu had the other great line, which is, With an arm full of this, I wouldn't be afraid of a supernova. (laughs) He's driving. I wonder what it is we're not supposed to be afraid of. <laughs> like crashing the ship, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, well, they were going to have the happiest crew in space for a while there until that drug <laughs> wore off. As Captain. I gave him a pretty big shot, Jim. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a humorous ending there after all the murders. To all the moitas. Yeah, there were like three people. They didn't seem to mind Knife the fact that they were <laughs> Hey, PayPal, knife, turn up. <laughs> <laughs> the computer was very I entertaining. I will not take the stand. Yeah, he was great. Mr. Hengist. Yeah. Which means horse. The guy that played, I was her father. <laughs> he beat her. They were to be married. she was a little girl. She danced for me. They were to be married. But he behaved disgracefully. Give him another sandwich. <laughs> it was like the worst actor who ever lived, that guy. Since she was a little girl, she danced for me. Was he supposed to be like a gypsy or something? She was my daughter in space. <laughs> He's supposed to be from some like musical from 1950s. <laughs> when the gypsy talks. Or I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, what? Where, what were they going for there? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> the realism of Gilbert and Sullivan, I think. <laughs> the realism of Gilbert Ossel. <laughs> yes. So what song are we going to introduce, Joe? It's I Hate Your Face. Oh, my goodness. Well, we were just talking about that. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said it wrong. That's. Uh, I said it wrong. No, it's a, it's, it's a driving number, and we used to play it for the crowds. And they went crazy when they, they played that song. They went crazy wild. They they all hated each other's faces after that. They throw their ears at us. Their ears. It was disgusting. 
It was like having an, an audience of Van Goghs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hear you. I, I hear you totally. So you have nothing to say about the song, nothing. Yeah, I yeah, know. I drew a blank. It took me by surprise, Joe. Like, I took you surprised last time when I made you talk about, what is it, like, uh, Grandfather's War. Well, I'm not talking about the war. <laughs> <laughs> so you took me by surprise, and I I have to think about it first. Yes. So this, this segment has been completely useless. It's been botched. <laughs> Once again. Why don't we just play the number and let them make up their own minds? Very well, then play the song. I think that sounds like a marvelous idea. A one, and a two, and, and a, a three, six, and a seven, and an eight, and a niner, bingo. Bingo done. <laughs> you always have to have the last word. Yes. <laughs> El Dorado. <laughs> Eldorado.
Yes, we're here with Matt Perry. <laughs> Special guest star. Special guest star who I can't get out of my house, Matt Perry. Every time I come, I go. You invite people into your home, and what happens? Well, they never leave. You didn't invite me. One problem with your statement. I don't have to take that from you. Well, just, yes, you do, because I'm your guest. No, you're my guest. <sighs> it's sad. Just it's sad, sad and a treat. So, Joe. And I knew it complete. So, Joe. When I wore a younger man's clothes. Okay. This is a segment that we're calling... <laughs> Blow Daddy. I'm only going to say this once. Or blow daddy. Or blow daddy. <laughs> blow daddy. <laughs> I, yeah, I like that fun. much better. We're calling this blow daddy. Just today's guest episode name. Blow daddy. Okay. So, Joe, I got a call. Joe! <laughs> I got a call from the college Republicans, Joe. The college Republicans. The national college Republicans, did you even know there was such a body? I didn't know there was a national version. I knew that there were local versions. Yeah, well, so did I at local colleges. But I screwed it up, Joe. I was going to record it, and I had everything planned, and it was looking good, and they came on, and they they played the, you know, the emergency weather <laughs> sound. What's that called again, Joe? Um, the emergency broadcast system. Yes, they played that that tone that they play to in order to warn you of a tornado. Oh, the tones. Except it wasn't a tornado. It was uh, them coming on talking about Barack Hussein Obama again. No, and it was a it was a bullshit tornado. Yes, yes, it was, and they did warn me. And so anyway, uh, they went on with uh, talking some pretty mean propaganda. Oh, what did our, they say, Matt? About our president. I don't remember they said something. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very memorable this time. Not like the last time when they they were using a lot of specifics. This this was kind of boring, so I stopped. Did they say attention. he was a dirty Georgia skunk? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't have to say that, Joe. Because that's what I am. Oh. Any any anywho. Um so uh, they come to a part where th- they say, meanwhile, while they're saying this, I'm getting ready to talk to someone. I- I've gone through this drill before, so I was sure that they'd be putting me on the line with a live person. And so I was getting my persona ready, and I was going to be an old man who once who once worked for Richard Milhouse Nixon. And I was going to say how I was friends and I was a colleague of that very nice former Chief Justice William Rehnquist. Ah. And how I worked with him in the South trying to trying to suppress the vote. I mean, trying to make voter uh, fraud. Yes, in the Southwest. In yes. the South. Oh, dear. I knew that was going to happen. 
Sorry about that. I lost my headphones for a second. Anyway, so I was getting ready, and I thought, well, I'd have to be really old to pull this off. So I was getting my old voice on. And the recording is, is, is saying, if you want to hear more and talk to one of our our live fuckers. Um, live fish, mate. Then press one now. And I thought, well, I was so deep in my character that I thought I tried to press the one and I accidentally pressed the five and I disconnected the whole thing and there was no one there. So I couldn't tell them about how I once worked for Richard Milhouse Nixon. I was, you That's know, I disappointing. Had a, I had a whole story that I made up in like five seconds. How uh, this guy, like, was in the Navy with with Nixon, and how he used to play cards with him on Millhouse. He used to call him Millhouse on the boat. He called him just Mills. He called him Mills. He called him General Mills. And his best <laughs> friends called him House. <laughs> Speaking of which, they were ta- uh, we were before we started recording. We were talking about how we love NPR, and I was just listening to NPR. It's the most excellent of radio <laughs> was, networks. I was listening to NPR yesterday, and they were, as usual, talking to generals. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking. They were talking. To this General Mills. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking what, are they, what is he, Command Captain Crunch or something? <laughs> like, General Mills. General Mills. <laughs> the best to you each morning, General. It was a, it was a typical NPR blow dad story. <laughs> so what's the situation down at Battle Creek? <laughs> Did you ever hear the truth about Battle Creek? No. It's like it wasn't much of a battle, apparently. <laughs> it was like a couple of guys kind of fighting over their property line. Apparently, oh, Jesus, that's like Jebediah Sanger or something. <laughs> it was kind of overblown. Jebediah Springfield. Yeah, Jebediah. Yeah, every town had it. I mean, we had a Jebediah Sanger. Yeah, we had in Je- Hartford. Jebediah. Jebediah. That was a popular yes, name. Great. Jebediah was a very popular name. Popular name. Yes. Anyway, Joe. Yes. So we were talking about NPR. Yes, NPR, that screaming liberal network. Oh my they're God, they're totally so liberal. Control. They they fixed David Brancaccio's wheelhouse. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 took away his David Brancacci show. <laughs> they uh, they squeezed the now right out of him. <laughs> I was listening to him yesterday thinking, wait a minute, wasn't this the guy that was like doing Bill Moyers' show after Bill Moyers left yes. and it was like kind of good still? Yeah. Like, what happened to him? They like completely nudified him. I've seen his, uh, I've seen his, uh, you've seen his entrails. No, I've seen his, uh, <laughs> reporting partner, um, Nina Hossa. Oh, where? Where did you see? She was on Chris Hayes' show. Oh, okay. Up with Chris Hayes. Oh, well, his show is legitimately... Up with Chris Hayes. ...of the left. Yes. I haven't seen his show yet. It's quite good. But I've heard others rave about it. It's, it's, about, it's about the best thing you could expect to see on television. Yeah, and on, right, on especially network television. It's pretty good. It's well, although, I, you know, I guess Democracy Now! is on some channels, but channels we don't get. 
We're not allowed to see that, Matthew. Actually, Amy Goodman is in uh, Syracuse this evening. Yeah, I guess she's been she's been kind of making the rounds lately. Yes. But we're talking about NPR, Joe. We're talking about your favorite channel. <laughs> so what were they saying to the general <laughs> General Mills? Oh, I don't remember. I think they were talking about the heroic mission in Afghanistan or how we're not trying hard enough or something. Yes. Joe, all we need, Joe, are more men to keep that place safe, Joe. Well, I got For the the rest of the soldiers who are training the Afghanis and who are building schools. Quite so, and I've got just the answer. Destabilize Pakistan? Nope. Let's start drafting people. We'll start at the top of the food chain. I don't know, Joe. People who make more than $150,000 a year. Will be exempt. No. (laughs) They'll be the first to go. That would be the only way that they would do a draft. (laughs) Well. It would be, uh, you know, five deferments Cheney would be in charge. I'm telling you something. If there was a draft, everyone would be five deferments Cheney. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There certainly wouldn't be a war. If they... Oh, it would be over in two weeks. These well, be- most people don't even want to pay taxes of any kind, so it's like <laughs> like they're going to go to war. My ass. Yeah, well, the volunteer military, Joe, has been working out just great. Yeah. Endless war. Perfect. Yeah. That's it- how it's supposed to work. And we've always got the drones. Yep, we got the drones and we got borrowed money paying for it so they don't even have to pay for it. Because <laughs> Herman Cain was talking about really boosting the military budget. Yeah, because China might get the bomb. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Joe, he's a little pathetic. It's a good thing he doesn't have to know anything. And what happened to your cousin, Joe? What we- happened to cousin Rick? He's your cousin, too. He's like, I'm just like, wait a minute. He was just, last I heard, he was kind of going flub-a-dub-dub during the debates. And and now he's like, now he's like some kind of, what the hell would you call that? What happened with him <laughs> in New Hampshire? I'm not sure there's a name for it. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was he was very getting, strange. getting all squirrely. <laughs> yes, Cousin Rick got very strange. I'm a little worried about Cousin Rick. I think something squirrely. I think something may have happened to him in Texas. He was like a hundred times squirrelier than W. Yes. Squirrelier than W. Well, he was showing his true colors. <laughs> yes. He was showing his Texas colors. Yes, it was very interesting. He um he seemed to be I never saw him like that. Well, there was one I journalist. Was worried. There was one journalist. It was one of the two sane journalists from Texas. Um, one of them, and I'm trying to remember which one it was. Was it Lou DeBose, I think? It was either Lou DeBose or it was the other guy. And uh, <laughs> they were saying the that guy? they had seen him acting like that. You don't before. mean Jim Hightower? <laughs> no, no, not Jim Hightower. I don't I don't think of him as a journalist. I think of him as yeah, a... He kind of is nowadays. Yeah. I just think of him as a commentator. Well, he was a... He was Texas Ag Commissioner. Yeah, right. In fact, um, he, he ran against Rick Perry and, and lost. lost. Yes. Yeah. He, he marked the beginning of Rick Perry's career. Yes. That was back when Rick, our cousin, was cousin. Uh, a Democrat. Yes. 
He was a Dixiecrat. Yeah, he was. was. Yes. Those were the days. Back when we used to go to his hunting lodge. No, there was a there was a Texas journalist who was saying that he had seen Rick Perry act like this before mm-hmm. when he's in intimate gatherings of people that he's very happy with. So that's this is yeah. kind of more like the way he actually is. Yeah, he did seem happy. I believe someone's calling. I think calling. your spaceship is here, Joe. I believe someone's calling on the phone. <laughs> the, the Bendirist Field. <laughs> the Bendirist Field? Is the Bendirist Field the hell is, is calling us. There's a field calling you, Joe. Wait a minute. I had a meadow on the line. They must have disconnected. Call from Bendirist Field. <laughs> Call from the fjords. <laughs> <laughs> We're pining for the fjords. Oh, damn it, Joe. Well, yes, Cousin Rick, he has his problems, and we have ours. <laughs> yeah, him being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really that's really a lot more like what he's actually like. Yeah, that makes sense, because it really seemed like kind of the squirrely kind of guy that he would be. Yeah. That I remember, I mean. Yeah, that kind of puffed up text stuff, that's just him putting it on. Yeah, that's him putting his Reagan suit on. Yeah. Kind of a Confederate Reagan. Strange. <laughs> he he almost reminded me of Tim Walsh. You think so? There was something. There was something about him. I'll have was, to see it. I did see part of it on it was YouTube. Kind of like, I watched it. I'm, I'm thinking about Tim when he was drunk. <laughs> uh, <It> was, <laughs> there was a kind of a... Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, okay. Quality. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't really see it in the audio, but... Yeah, uh, for those of you... (laughs) I guess only I could see what Joe was doing. (laughs) But I can confirm. a pantomime of of Rick Perry with his hands. Now he's holding a plate above his head. (laughs) He's holding a plate of spinach. Delicious fruit. No, um, yeah, it's the... It was uh, kind of a familiar way of being. Not to change the subject, but um, I I heard today that they've discovered a saber-toothed squirrel. (laughs) Saber-toothed squirrel. I heard about this. It's like a saber-toothed squirrel. They found they found a a an ancient skeleton. It Uh, wasn't huge or anything, was it? Was it huge? <laughs> Everything was huge. They in said it was nocturnal. Paleolithic era. <laughs> it's like, do you, do you notice that? I mean, there's like a huge beaver and a like a huge wolf and a huge Bozo the Clown and a huge tiger. And, you, you know, everything was huge. And there was a huge sloth, too, of course. The squirrels were seven feet tall and had poisonous fangs. <laughs> It must have been from the planet Vulcan. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm dying to hear more about the saber-toothed squirrel. Yeah, I I found that very interesting. But it was one of those, you know, it was like a news McNugget. <laughs> it was on for like three yeah, seconds. Yeah, I know. It's like they, they just say it for like humor value or yeah, for it's kinda like brief shock value. What? what? Come back. Come back. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I don't want to hear more about that. <laughs> It could be they just don't know anything. And I have to wait until, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. Likely. 
Likely. Or another NPR organ. Organ. Organ meat served <laughs> up by NPR. <laughs> We're really down on them. So, Joe, is there anything else pressing in the news? Oh, <laughs> that we see. haven't treated yet. Condoleezza Rice's new book. Oh, yes. Yes. How many times have you read it? It's like 1,200 pages or something. I've heard her say the same five things about it about 15 who times. Who would want to read that? Um, Someone who didn't live through the last 10 years. <laughs> I was like, God, I can't imagine wanting to hear anything she'd have to say. It seems like I've, you know, she not se- much has changed. She seems to be bringing up the thing about Gaddafi a lot, about how he had this fixation on her and that she... She received a video from him with a song that was that he had written for her and perform, performed for her, which was apparently a, yeah, so she's playing voice. she's playing on him being perverse, yes, as opposed to <laughs> her being perverse yes I, I the only thing I could think is that that's about the only accountability she'll ever get for <laughs> anything that she did was that she had to have. Gaddafi following around with videotapes and writing songs for her. Yeah. Well, I think they would have been a nice couple. I think they would. They'd have a lot to. They'd have a lot of notes to compare. Yeah. Well, it's no comparison, really. Well, she blows them out of the water. Frankly, I mean, hundreds of thousands of deaths in Iraq, down to them. <laughs> They said the Indians did most of the actual killing, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang Indians. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't don't blame it on kind of sleazy. Yeah, kind of sleazy couldn't help it. She couldn't help it. Cheney made her do it. She couldn't help it. And besides, Stam Hussein was a killer anyway. He killed his own people <laughs> with no help from anybody. He'd even kill a kid. <laughs> he even killed a kid. Now you know he wouldn't do that. <laughs> so will she? Will she be like the secretary <laughs> of something else if uh, Rick Perry gets in, or who likes her She's anyway? Chief assistant to the Dunnigan brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Dunnigans because we're we're from the Big Valley, and. One of them was played by the professor from Gilligan's Island, and the other one was played by... Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. Yes, Charles Grodin. In in his most forgettable role. (laughs) (laughs) He's been living it down ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the war. Well, what's funny is he probably was in, you know, Catch-22, like, the year after that. (laughs) I know. For a completely different role. Yes, and brilliantly. Yeah, that that was that was a good movie, folks. Very good. If you thought the book was good, you should see the movie. Diane Rehm was talking about the book the other day. Oh, you're kidding, really? Cuz there's a couple of um there's a couple of biographies out for about Joseph Heller. Oh, okay. One's by his daughter and the other's by some some writer. Um <laughs> the other's by some writer. Some, someone who isn't his daughter. Some guy that picks up some, a pen and makes squigglies. Some guy who makes marks with a pen. <laughs> what kind of a way to make an living is that? It's not the kind of living a grown man does, Joe. He ought to be ashamed of himself. Ashamed. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, 
he is he's gone now joe he's gone <laughs> yes joe heller is gone that's too bad <laughs> that would with our father if somebody was dead they no matter what they were no matter what they did <laughs> they gained some credibility somehow. i know <laughs> i know i would get in trouble it was a good movie if i left a lot some... of good actors in it some of them are dead. If I made fun of Ellen Ladd in a movie, <laughs> I'd get in trouble because he was dead. <laughs> it's like extra I didn't trouble. kill him. Right. Come on, Dad. I didn't kill him. It was extra trouble because, because I got kicked out of the I got kicked out of the television room more than anybody else. That's true. I got to stay. I got to stay. I just couldn't I just couldn't I couldn't. I made fun of Shane. Shane, come back, Yeah, the, the terribly obnoxious kid. <laughs> Somebody invariably told me that, like, some kid that I was making fun of in a movie died horribly or something. Or OD'd, and searing OD'd on Pop Rocks <laughs> or something. Or spontaneously combusted. <laughs> and I'd say something terrible like, well, that's good. <laughs> because they were terribly obnoxious. And then yes. I'd get in terrible trouble, yes. Joe. Yes. Quite so. That's what growing up was like. That's what it's always been. That's what it'll always be. <laughs> Someday we'll have to share some of our favorite movies from those days. Like the Jeanette McDonald Nelson Eddy movies. Yes. Which were very entertaining to naughty, us. Naughty Marietta. Yes, that was a brilliant movie. Excellent movie. Quite enjoyable. It was the finest effort ever. Well, Joe, I think we should wrap this segment up called Blow Daddy. (laughs) It's really lived up to its name. (laughs) And more so. And more. This is what happens when we record our normal conversations. Yes. No one wants to hear it but us. <laughs> it was terrible. It we was were stranded in, in the, the ice, ice for three days. days. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's us hanging up on you people. Oh. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up. <laughs> it's the fjords calling again. If you'd like to see a fjord, please hang up and go to Norway. <laughs> please press one. Please I p- think I'll press number one. Oh, I pressed a five. Please press one for fjord. Well, that's all we've got for today. Our show is brought to you by, once again, the American Petroleum Institute. They're coming out of the ground. They're coming to get you. They want to own you. And they pay cash. My thanks to Matt Perry. My thanks to all of you. Catch us next time. Episode 5, The Christmas Show. See ya.